Know who you want to serve because your business is simply solving someone's problems. Get really, really clear about who that person is and create an avatar around that person. Know exactly who they are, the problem that you're solving, where they hang out, because that'll tell you where you can market, the problems that they're having, and then you can craft your language to speak directly to that person. Microphone check, one, two, what is this? You're now listening to a brand new episode of the Play Big Faster podcast. Look what you started. Let's go. Welcome to another episode of the Play Big Faster podcast. We're joined in this episode by Braith Bamkin. Braith is a keynote speaker, business owner, and certified marketing professional. And he's better known for giving nature and unwavering commitment to helping others. That is a lot of responsibility, Braith. Let's talk about it. (laughs) Let's talk about it. So how do you connect the disconnected in this world, because when I saw that, I was so moved by it. Tell us what your strategies are. Yeah. Look, way back in the 80s, you wouldn't have been alive then, but way back in the 80s, I... I had, was, I was, yes, and out of tap and out of diapers, but please continue. <laughs> you should have just taken the compliment. But I was working in the 80s. My first real serious job was in the 80s, and I worked in the commercial textile industry, selling to architects and interior designers. And... My boss said to me very early on working for that company, if you want to succeed in this industry, you need to learn how to network. And I had no idea what that word meant. I didn't have any concept of it. And she taught me that when you help other people and you connect with them, in turn, they tend to want to help you back. And I grew my business, my sales in that business. They sent me overseas to open their business in New Zealand. I opened that business and I ran it. And it was all through building relationships. And I've worked out that it is a much better place to operate from in business when you genuinely care about other people and you genuinely want to help other people because it comes back to you bigger and faster than you could ever hope for. You're connecting with other people and helping other people. How do you propose that an entrepreneur can connect with their dream customer? This is really critical. And one of the things that I've learned over the years and all the businesses I've been in is that when you're really clear about who you want to do business with and why, then people really want to connect with you. And that's how you get those raving fans that stay with you and are customers for life. Because when you are connected to the sort of person that you can really serve, because all of our businesses are simply solving people's problems, right? So when you're solving somebody's problem that really understands your values and who you are as a business owner, that's a really easy way to get the best customers to hang with you for a really long time. And today, in the current world, with the digital tools that we have at our disposal, it's even easier. I've been doing marketing for 30 years, and now it's just so easy to do that. What if my marketing isn't working? Like, I've tried everything that I know to try. How can I attract my ideal tribe? Yeah, the first thing I would say is you've got to know who your ideal tribe is and why that is your ideal tribe. But let's say you understand that. The next thing I see people really 
having challenges with is they try to do too much and they try and spread themselves too thin and they try it once and say it didn't work. So it's anyone that's heard marketing experts will have heard this before. Pick one thing and do it really well consistently over and over again. And marketing is really about multiple touch points and you never know which touch point with your client is the one that's going to get them to your to the buying cycle. So marketing is everything getting to, them, to the front door and sales is everything once they're in the front door. Metaphorically speaking, if it's online, it's on your website, but in the physical bricks and mortar, it's literally in, in to the front door. So you've just got to consistently do one thing over and over again. And be really clear about why you're doing that. So less is more in marketing, unless you're Apple or Motorola or Ford or something like that, and you've got unbelievable amount of money to spend, you're not going to be able to do everything to everyone. Now you've just walked into this next question because now I want to know what is the hottest trend in marketing right now so that we can get those people through our front door? Yeah, the hottest trend at marketing right now is personalization. So this year I was privileged to judge the Australian Marketing Awards. And what we saw consistently in all of the categories was that people were connecting directly to their their dream customer and speaking to them as if they were crafting the messages directly at them. Now, the digital world has allowed us to segment our customer base through our CRM, which is a customer relationship management tool, and speak directly to those people as if you were speaking just to them. And we've all had that in some way. If you have signed up to any retailers, newsletters, they will send you personalized offers. If your friend down the road is going to a department store and they don't have a baby, they're not going to get baby stuff sent to them because even though they've signed up to that newsletter and the discounts, they just won't get that served to them because the retailer knows that if you've got a baby, that's going to be hot for you, but it's not going to be hot for that person down the road that they know is 60 plus and in a different stage of life. If people think about in that context, we're all getting that now, but we can do that even as a small business. We have really simple, cheap or free tools that enable us to do exactly that to our own customers. Now, do you have any CRMs or other tools that you just prefer or that you find that are easy to work with that you may want to recommend? Oh, I didn't know we were going to go here, but I have the best tool that I cannot rave more highly about. It's called Techmatics. It's spelled T-E-K-M-A-T-I-X. It is the best tool I have ever ever used. Now, a full disclosure here, I know the founder of this company and when she was building this and she was telling me, this is what we're putting in there. What do you think about that? I'm going, Sarah, how can you fit all of that in there? It's like extraordinary because I was using Zoho, which is a great CRM tool, but I also had to have other tools for my social media posting. I had to have other tools for my online courses. I had to have other tools in there for my workflows. It, it just, I had all these different things and she brought it all together into one tool. And look, honestly, I'm just, I think it is the most amazing software that no matter where you are in your business, it's the best one to get. And it's so well-priced. Like it sounds like I'm, a, I'm doing an ad for her, but it's a really great product. I cannot rave more highly enough about it. So if even if you're new in business, it's a really great tool for you to use. And we'll be sure to link that also in the show notes as well. In order to be successful in any business, you have to have leadership. 
And when you talk about marketing, the person who may be the CEO may not be the person who's in charge of marketing. I may be great at making widgets, but I'm not great with the CRMs and the funnels and things like that. What are some of the common traits that you see in successful leaders inside of some of these businesses? Look, I've worked with a lot of leaders. If you people are stalking me online, they'll see that I'm also the executive director of BNI in Melbourne Central. So I get to meet some amazing people. And through my speaking business, I get exposed to amazing businesses. And I've learned that there are some really common threads. And I've been writing these down for the last five years because I just think it's really interesting to really capture where you see success landing. And it's very obvious to me that the most successful people never use the word busy. So busy is banned from their lexicon. And they really talk about being open to opportunities because the word busy comes with connotations. If I said to you, I'm really busy, I don't have time for that, it basically shuts down our conversation. And around me, it creates an air of angst and it's dis-ease. So when we're busy, we create this energy field around us. This is a bit weird. Every thought has energy. And you know this because when you walk into a room, you can feel this is a good vibe or a bad vibe. That's the energy that the humans are putting out. So if you're putting out, I'm busy, I'm frantic, the message that everyone is picking up around you is don't go near him or her because he's got all this stuff going on. But when people are not using that word and they're not repeating to themselves that they're busy because when we say that to ourselves our body takes on that persona and we start acting like that and busy doesn't isn't a good thing right so i've noticed that they don't use that word and therefore opportunities come to them and they're very open to people who will knock on their door or ring them or want to meet with them and they'll give them the time of day and you never ever know who I know or how I can help you until you sit down and have a conversation with me. And if it's not right for those people right then and there, they can politely say, hey, this isn't right for my business right now, but thank you so much. And then you've basically trained that person that, yes, I am open to opportunities. So next time something great comes along, please come and talk to me. But if you said I'm too busy to talk to you now, the opportunity is gone for now and forever. And you never know what that opportunity could be. So if you've been taking these notes for the last five years, I am looking forward to a book. Can we look forward to a book soon? Uh, this isn't a setup. Is it? <laughs> yeah, I'm currently working on my book called Busting the Busy Myth. And I'm really excited about this book because it's bringing together all the traits of these successful people and really putting it together in a way that people can understand what these common capacities in our individual work life are looking like. That, that sounded like a whole lot of words, but basically you can copy what other good people do so that you can get the same result that they get. Oh, I love that. So definitely send me a link to the book when you get it, because we would definitely want to share that with everybody. Yeah. Can we pivot a little bit to talk about your speaking career? Yes, yes. <laughs> okay. Because when I saw that you're a keynote speaker, I'm like, okay, I'm going to sign up to listen to whatever, wherever he is, I'm going to start stalking him. But tell us about some of your keynotes and the types of speeches that you deliver to people. Yeah, look, if you'd have said to me 10 years ago, I would be standing on stages and getting paid to share information, I would have just laughed. But what I've realized is that over the years, you can see I've got a lot of gray hairs and that's experience, right? And when you have experience, I think it's incumbent upon 
one to share that knowledge and help other people avoid the pitfalls that you may have come across before. So I first started talking about referrals and networking because as a BNI owner, that was something that people really wanted to talk to me about. So I started talking about that a lot. And then people started saying to me, you seem to be really successful in your business and you seem to have a business that serves you. And how about you talk about how you can be a business owner as opposed to an employee of your own business? So that started coming up. And that's really about the mindset shift that we move from being a busy, and I use that word in inverted commas, employee of your own business. Because if you're getting the same amount of money in your business today that you would if you were an employee, give up. Go and get a job because it's a lot easier. If anyone's listening to this and they think business ownership is easy, just take that piece of advice. But when you move into business ownership, you have freedom to do what you want. Like I get to spend time with you and have this beautiful conversation and hopefully somebody's picking something up from this and it's helping them in their business or their life. And that's a way to serve the world. And I love it. So that's a top topic of conversation that I talk a lot about. And then the busting the busy myth. I've been talking about that for the last year because people have been hearing me talking about this. So they're getting me in to talk about busting the busy myth a lot. And I love love talking about that. I'm very passionate about that. So yeah, they're my hot hot topics. (laughs) So with busting the busy myth, you actually share insights from high achievers. And is that kind of hand in hand with what we talked about with the traits that you see in successful leaders? Yeah, absolutely. I'm going to tell you a little secret. I'm actually pretty lazy. If somebody else has done something beforehand, I'm not going to reinvent the wheel. I'm just taking it and I'm going to run it. There is nothing new in this world. So I'm really happy that I can show people what other successful people have done because I'm privileged in my business to have been exposed to that and share that with you and take it and run with it. You don't have to, business isn't hard unless you decide it is. So take what's been done before and make your life easy and successful. That's the best way to operate as any business owner. I love that. I absolutely love that. And that coupled with the moving from operator to owner. Yeah. Tell folks, if you are employed and you're now looking to be in business, maybe you were making $50,000 working as a W-2 employee. You need more than $50,000 as the owner of your business because now you have to pay your own insurance, your own retirement, all that good stuff. You got to pay taxes, more taxes. More taxes. (laughs) We all love more taxes. Um, yeah, those are just some things to consider. So I absolutely love those topics. I know, I think a lot of people don't really think that through before they jump into business ownership. So I'm, I'm glad you summarized it for them. Thank you. Oh, look, definitely. So from disconnected to connected, what is the shortest line that we can draw to take people from a disconnected world to a connected world? So less is more. I think so often we see people trying to do too much, do everything all at once, and they don't do it really well. The conversation we had before about marketing, they try and be everything to everyone. You can't be everything to everyone. There is a small subset of people that want to be your raving fans. It's your job to find those. So do that one thing really well. 
build relationships with referral partners and find three or four really great referral partners and invest the time in those three or four people. Don't try and be everything to everyone. You can't build relationships with 50, 60, 70 people and get a really good flow of referrals. And the same with your team. If you're an employer, invest time in your team and build those relationships. So when we're connected with other human beings, easier. Life is in flow. And when we're in flow, stuff comes to us. Tell me this, because I'm always loving to get different points of view. I've heard some people say, as a new business owner, you want to get X number of raving. What is the number that you feel is a good point to shoot for? If I'm new in business and I'm trying to establish myself, I don't need a million followers on Instagram. How many raving fans do I really need to start my business? I'm going to just jump a little bit sideways there because you brought up a really good topic. It does not matter. People, listen to this. It does not matter how many people follow you on Instagram. Unless they're paying your bills, they are not your customers. You can have a million followers on Instagram, but unless they're giving you money, they are not your customers. So really, the goal is not to get a gazillion followers on Instagram, Facebook, wherever. The goal is to connect with people who are going to pay your bills. And every business is different. In your business, you may need five people to pay you $10,000 a year for you to have a great business. But for somebody else, they might need 100 people to pay $5,000 a year to run their business. So you've got to know what the metrics are in your business. And my mentor many years ago said to me, you've got to know your numbers. If you don't know your numbers, you can't run your business. And I am not a numbers person. I was terrible at school and at university. I had to get help with my stats to pass my marketing course. I know that you've got to know your numbers. So sit down and work out how many customers you need with the average sale that they're going to bring in And what your conversion rate is, because not everyone that comes to you will become a customer. So if you convert at 30%, then you need basically three times more leads to generate a closed sale. And if your closed sale is $1,000, you've got to work out how many people you need to come into your business. But shoot big. Always shoot big. It's always. I was just talking to somebody this morning about it. If you want 1,000 people in your business, why not aim for 2,000? And if you get 1,500, that ain't failing. (laughs) I'm not a big, I don't worry about undershooting my targets because my targets are always big. I always go big. But if you said a thousand and, and you really needed a thousand, you only got 900, you wouldn't feel so great about that. But 1500 over a thousand, when you, you were shooting for 2000, you're still going to feel pretty good. Oh, I love this. So <laughs> if you had one piece of advice to share with an entrepreneur on how to play big faster, what would it be? Uh, look, it comes back to something we were talking about before. Know who you want to serve because your business is simply solving someone's problems. Get really, really clear about who that person is and create an avatar around that person. Know exactly who they are, the problem that you're solving, where they hang out, because that'll tell you where you can market, the problems that they're having, and then you can craft your language to speak directly to that person. If you simply did that in your business, most I think most businesses fail not because they're but because they don't know who they want to do business with and why. And if you can get that part right early on, it's plain sailing. 
Right. Thank you so much. You've added so much value today. How can folks find you if they want to connect with you? I have a very unique name, so it's very easy to get a website with my name. So braithbamkin.com. So jump on my website and follow me on social media. Of course, you can, it's very easy to find Braith Bamkin on social media. And I'll also link all of those social media links in the show notes. And you're going to have to share it with me, the link for the CRM that you Well, I've actually, yeah, I've got got a link for you. I'll share that straight away. Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you so much. I have loved being with you. You are such a great host. And until next time, play big faster. Thanks for listening to this episode. And remember to play big faster. 